uh, waiting on the Lord about what to teach today. And the Holy Spirit said, it is a time to pray. It is a time to pray. What do we do when we are in a time? We are in the end time. We are in a set time. What do we do? We pray. We see prayer as God's power. It is God's tool on earth. It is through prayer that God's heavenly policies are enforced on earth. It only takes prayer for certain things to be established. And when we talk about prayer, prayer is just simply, I mean, a form of communication, a form of fellowship between two entities. So the two entities can be a man and God, a woman and God. A man, it has to do with spirits. When God is spirit, indeed I worship God, should worship in spirit and in truth. For it takes the spirit to communicate with the spirit. And I believe strongly that um, prayer is a vital aspect of every believer. There's a higher power that you, in one way or another, um, connect to. For those who don't believe in God, some people believe in Allah. Some people believe in Buddha. I mean, there are a lot of things that people believe in and they cry out to it. But we believe in God. And I believe it is prayer that keeps that constant fellowship. So I always try to um, pick something up from the beginning. And the Bible makes us understand that God created man in his image. That is to say that God created man after his likeness. That is to say that God gave man his spirit. So it is the spirit that keeps continuous fellowship with God. And the Bible makes us understand in Genesis chapter 1 to 3 that something happened that Sin came in and sin disconnected man from fellowship with God and had to take man outside the constant fellowship, the constant prayer, outside the, the, the presence of God. And man was outside. And the Bible says that um, man could not enjoy the delicacies of prayer. Anytime we pray, we wait on God. When you read Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, it said, those who wait on the Lord, they shall what? Renew their strength. There's a spiritual principle whenever we wait on God. When you wait on God, you communicate with God. When you wait on God, you commune with God. And it's spirit after spirit. Okay? And... The Bible says that they renew their strength. They renew their strength, cuts across their mind, it cuts across their body, it cuts across their soul, it cuts across their spirit, it cuts across every aspect. 
through prayer. So prayer is a fundamental principle. And we cannot take prayer out as Christians. Other religions, I mean, do well to pray three times, five times, I mean. But in Christianity, um, it has come to a point where prayer has become a headache and has become a problem. When you read the book of um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, the Bible says that we should pray without season. That is to say that in good times, in bad times, in, in winter, cold, in autumn, in spring, in summer, we have to continually seek the face of God in prayer. Timothy makes us understand um, when you read the book of Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, 1 Timothy, it says that in every place of worship, I want men to pray with holy hands, lifted up to God, free from anger and controversy. That is to say, prayer is a consistent thing. When we look at the life of Jesus on earth, the God-man on earth, the Word made flesh, Jesus came to show us the way. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father unless through me. So that is to say that whatever that Jesus demonstrated on earth is worth emulating and is worth practicing. That is why he is the altar and the finish of our faith. So if you scan through the, the scriptures, you realize that scriptures is always confirming or buttressing upon what other scriptures are saying. And Jesus is the fulfillment of scripture. So um, today, I want us to understand that they are principles of prayer. They are principles of prayer. Anyone who prays is a terror to the kingdom of darkness. Anyone who stays in constant fellowship with the Father is a terror to the kingdom of darkness and is a kingdom mover. You see, the prayer of a saint, I wrote something now, the prayer of a saint is a capital stock in heaven by which Christ carries out his great work on earth. Every prayer a saint lifts up is a capital stock for which Christ carries out his agenda on earth. That is to say, if in the timings of God there's supposed to be healing and revivals within this time it would only take the prayer of a saint because God cannot go against his will he said let us make man to take dominion over this earth so in this earth realm it is man that has authority and that authority we have, we wield it through prayer. So there, those who are not, I mean, within the kingdom, realize that some people can make enchantments, can make pronouncements, can make declarations, can pour libations, can make some sacrifices. And over years, 
the words that they speak, they continue to have what effect. You can find a family where there was a pronouncement of, I mean, a curse upon them that was done about 30 years, 40 years ago. And you can see that throughout their lifetime, throughout the generation, from generation to generation, from child to child, from family to family, I mean, it keeps on repeating itself because of a word that was released, because of a communication between a man and a spirit, between a man or a woman with a spirit. You see, God is spirit and God deals with spirit. You see, prayer starts from fellowship, as I said, and it takes two parties, a spirit to spirit. We are all spirit beings within a body with a soul that helps us to live within the confinement of earth. And those who have been able to understand who they are in prayer, they move things. The Bible makes me understand that there was a time where God wanted to carry out a spiritual exercise on earth. And before God could do that, God required permission from a friend. And we all know that story. Genesis chapter 18, verse 16 to 33. It talks about Abraham, Abraham as a friend of God, as a man who had a constant fellowship with God. I read verse 16. Then the men rose from there and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on their way. Now, when we read the preceding verses, I mean the earlier verses, it talks about um, a man coming towards Abraham, and Abraham perceived. And Abraham received them and Abraham gave them treatment. And these were angels and in a form as a representation of God. And Abraham saw to it and he tapped into it. That is to say that it would take somebody who is constantly in the fellowship of God, constantly praying to descend certain things. So one principle of prayer is every believer, every child of God who is constantly in fellowship, in prayer with God, always is able to perceive things of the spirit to perceive things around the bible says that in verse 17 and the lord said shall i hide anything from abraham what i'm about to do since abraham shall surely become a great nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed by him in communicating with your father as Jesus said, that we used to always hallow the name of the Father. We should always seek that his will will be done. That is to always try to find out what the Father is doing, to tell the Father what he's doing, to have that bond. God always reveals certain things. And in the times that we find ourselves, we cannot pray today and slack for the next two weeks and come back and pray again try to keep the fire up believers need to come to a point where 
we stay in that realm of prayer with that consistency. And that will take time. I mean, fellowship, I mean, friendships are built over time. I believe most of us, we have about, I mean, not less than 500 friends on, I mean, from our various schools to social media platforms, we have thousands. And I believe that friendship began by a word, it began by a sentence, and you built it with time, building upon it, getting to know each other. And prayer is exactly that. Most of the times, people, when we say prayer, they jump into conclusion that, oh, I'm going to ask God for something. I'm going to, I mean, pull down certain strongholds. I'm going to pray and ask for healing. But first of all, it has to start from fellowship. You do not get to talk with somebody you do not have that fellowship with. And in the scriptures, we realize that because Abraham knew God and Abraham had that close fellowship with God, God had to reveal it. He said, can I hide anything from Abraham, my friend? And the Lord says something. We are talking about the principles of prayer. Verse 19, for I have known him in order that he may command his what children and his household after him that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Verse 20. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grave. We are in the last days, in the last times where... um, Sin has become the norm of the day. I mean, when I talk about sin, it cuts across a lot of things. Basically, not paying heed to the voice of God or to the spirit of God. Simply put, sin. And you realize that we are in a times where people do not regard the word of God. People will want to go on their own selfish desires push God to the review and do what they want to do. And in this end times, there are a lot of things that the enemy has strategically proposed. And we as Christians, it is our responsibility to stand in a gap through prayer to turn things around to subdue kingdoms through prayer, to turn certain judgments from certain people, because it is our responsibility to share the light. And we share the light through prayer. I wrote something down, and this is it. It's a prayer is a phase in which God uses to purify or take out evil or darkness through the light of prayer. God uses our prayer to expel darkness or evil. The Bible makes us understand that as we fellowship with God in light, he cleanses us by the blood of his son. So anytime we consistently fellowship with God in prayer, 
there's an aspect of the blood that is speaking. You are engaging the, the heavens and it has the capability of turning things around. That is why you realize that any place where the chat goes, there is a turn around. Spiritually, wherever the chat is, there's a beam of fire. Any place there's a church, you find spiritually there's a fire that is being what? Kindled up. And the Bible makes us understand. It said the cry had come up to God. There are a lot of things that go on. I mean, in your family, in your workplace, there's a lot of cry. Sin speaks. Likewise, the blood speaks. Sin cries out. And as it cries out, it attracts either God's attention or, I mean, the devil's attention. That is why the Bible says that when a demon is cast out and it comes back to find out the place is kept meat, it comes back again. When it comes back to find out that the space crying out, come back and come and fill it, it comes back to fill it. And it only takes prayer and the word to sustain us. So the Bible says that when God told Abraham, Abraham said something. I'm going to fast forward down to 23. And Abraham said something. He said, and Abraham came, came near and said, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare the 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing that you will slay the righteous and the wicked. So the righteous should be as wicked. You shall not the judge of all earth do right. You see, there's a realm of prayer where you enter, you get to know God as the judge. One of the principles, you know God as the judge. That God rules in perfection. He is a just God. He's a just judge. And it is through prayer that when we present a petition to God, he executes that side of him to us. We learn that one principle that we learn that, I mean, it, it doesn't take wickedness, I mean, to pull out the mercies of God. All that it takes when you read the scriptures down is the righteous. God is looking for a righteous man to pray, to enforce his mercy. So if you rise up in the morning, in the afternoon, and you pray, because of your commitment, because you are righteous, because you are standing up, God only looks at your prayer to save an entire city. God looks at your prayer to save your entire family. God uses your prayer to turn things around. And when we read the story downwards, Abraham went on, went on, and went on, persisted. Another principle in prayer is persistency. You do not end when you haven't received a word. I mean, a solution. You keep on praying. You pray today. You continue. 
You do not relent. You do not go back. You do not get tired. You continue until you hear and you receive an answer. You see the move of God. You see, anytime that we pray, we, we engage God on his principles. You see, you engage God on his principles. God does not go against his word. So whenever we come up in prayer, we should come to God with his word. Outside his word, you do not have a chance. It is through his word because God is bound by his word. He's a covenant-keeping God. The Bible makes us understand that when the Israelites were sinning against God and God was angry and he wanted to wipe away that generation, Moses remembered God. See, he told God that, God, do you remember what you did by delivering us from Egypt? Do you want us to come to a place where you eliminate your people and the Egyptians see that he brought them out of Egypt to execute them. And God knowing that he had made a promise to Abraham that his generation shall inherit the land, God was bound to keep it. So in prayer, whatever you are going through, whatever the situation is, know what God is saying about you. Know who you are in Christ and present it before the right judge. That is God. Because he's a just God. Once you present his word to him, per your situation, God does something. God is always looking to come in and step into our matters. He's always looking to come in, to turn things around. But he will only come in when we invite him, when we bring, I mean, the ball into his court. The Father Lord come in. Be the judge of our life. We cannot do it on our own. But take over every single thing. And God will take it. And we get to understand that Abraham through everything was not selfish. He was seeking that the souls will be what saved. He wasn't saying that Father Lord saved Lot, but he was saying that if they are righteous, he didn't say that, okay, they are wicked people. He said, if they are righteous. So another principle was we in prayer, don't be selfish. Look out for the will of God. Now, what is the will of God? Probably maybe you are praying for something, but is that the will of God? Seek that the will of God, the plans of God will be enforced. Anytime we pray, you see, there are words that go forth. And I've come to understand that these words do not die. They come up before God like incense. And they stay there. A family member, an uncle, I mean, a relative, a friend might pray and might pass out. But the fact that they have passed out doesn't mean that 
their prayers have also passed down. Prayers are always going to be alive. I always say that they are immortal. Prayers are immortal. They don't die. As somebody decrees a word over your life in prayer, it stays. It stays before God. It stays before God. I believe that there was a prayer that was released upon one of Jacob's children. He released it. And he died. But the manifestation was what? Strong. And they had to take another man to pray to God. The Father Lord let this turn around. And it turned around. Seeing that the word of God will be fulfilled. He said that they will increase and multiply. So if they will increase and multiply, why are these line, why is this line dying? Why are they dying before their time? Father Lord, I petition you. And I believe that Moses petitioned the Lord. The Bible says that the house was saved. Tonight, I just want you to come to understanding that prayer has to be a lifestyle where you come to God, you fellowship with God, you commune with God. You talk about things, you intercede, and you put out his word into being. May God help you and may God give you the grace to stand in the gap, give you the grace to persist in prayer, give you the grace to seek out for the righteous. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.